Hey guys, real quick, uh, wanted to pop in and just cover a couple things. Uh, first of all, you might be wondering why the episode's coming out on Saturday and not on Wednesday. Uh, the long and short of it is that our week was kind of crazy, um, and we had no AC in the apartment for most of it. It was uh, so hot. It sucked. Uh, so we just weren't able to sit down and record, so we're putting it out today uh, a little bit late. Uh, we also wanted to cover, you know the whole thing that's going on with DC. Um, if you haven't heard much about it, don't worry about it. Obviously, if you have heard about it, then you might have heard that DC comics are going to start releasing, um, even though the rest of the comic world is still kind of on hiatus. Um, we probably won't really be covering those. Uh, our local comic shop hasn't decided if they are or are not going to be getting those in. Um, and to be honest, we kind of support not um we think it's kind of shady uh there's a lot of like kind of greasy kind of grimy background behind this and dc's being a little bit unfair to retailers um trying to muscle people into these new uh distributors and stuff uh and really kind of putting people at risk um it's not a good decision on dc's part and honestly we're probably just going to wait until the comics come out through the normal distributor diamond and thus are universally available and if there's any of those books that we want to talk about at that time um then we're going to go ahead and do that so that's right so be patient we promise we'll come back um and when we do it'll be back to your regularly scheduled programming exactly now roll that intro Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back and welcome to another episode of Powered Gaming. Powered Gaming. What game are we talking about today, T? Today we are talking about a super cool card-based game called Marvel Champions. Marvel Champions. So this is a Marvel licensed game by Fantasy Flight Games. Um, it is in the same vein as many of Fantasy Flight's uh, living card games is what they called them. So there's like... You know, Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff are TCGs, trading card games. There's collectible card games. This is a living card game. And I honestly don't really know what that means. I think I do. Oh, yeah? Because they keep putting out new sets. They, so oh, it yeah, doesn't they die. Out, like new scenarios and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, there's new expansion. It's basically just like a glorified way of saying... We regularly put out extensions and expansions and additions to the game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we keep the game alive. Ha-cha-cha, context clues. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, the kind of rundown, basic rundown of how this game works, it plays out very similar to a lot of these types of, you know, you pick a hero uh, and go up against a villain kind of games. Um, it honestly is one of the more complex games that I could see us doing on powered gaming. Uh, so like compared to Batman talisman, if we get around to doing like a Sentinels episode, which we need to, cause Sentinels is one of my favorite games. Um, you know, this game, it really behooves you if you're not used to board games or tabletop games to maybe play this with somebody who is, 
um, because the rules are a little, <laughs> they're a little, little hard to follow. The rules booklet. What's once you get it, once it you makes get it, sense, yeah. And you're but, like, oh, I understand. Like for instance, there's there's meh. symbols on the cards that mean like per player, and I knew that just because I've seen that in plenty of games before. But I literally scoured the rule book trying to figure out where it says that. And I only found it in two places. One place kind of like in a corner in the rules reference sheet. Um, and one place literally in like a flavor text box in the beginning like setup <laughs> phase. Um, it was weird. Very easy to miss. Yeah, it was it was weird. So there's things like that. And there's other things that I honestly couldn't find. I was only aware of as mechanics. No, I ended up finding it, but again, it was like hidden in the rules reference book, but I was aware of the rule because I watched a few videos on how to play it. And that's another thing I was going to say is there's a lot of videos on how to play it, more in-depth videos that take you through like everything. And then there's like quick bite videos. Um, be prepared and don't be afraid to do a little bit of Googling. Yeah. Like Google yeah. is your friend if you're like, I don't. Because what might happen is that you could either Google a question like, I don't know how to do this. Like, what happens when I run out of cards? Do I shuffle? Mm -hmm. Do are we? Did we die? Like, what happens? Don't be afraid to ask that question to Google or to be like, where do I find about deck shuffling in the rule book? Because yeah. you should be able to find page numbers and stuff what, that you might have blatantly missed just because yeah. it's not super cleanly laid out in yeah. the instruction manual. But aside from some kind of weird rules jargon and weird kind of things to handle the game itself doesn't the gameplay isn't actively complex no it's not. um it's multi-layered and has a lot of levels to it but the cards do a good job laying out kind of like how they work um the gameplay is very balanced i mean it was challenging going through it um but we you know never felt like it was unfairly punishing us or like yeah, punishingly no. difficult um, and the decks themselves seem pretty interesting and pretty well laid out. Uh, the game itself comes with, I want to say like six or seven different heroes. Cool. Um, it gives you a starting scenario where you play as, and it tells you, Hey, start with this, uh, where you play as Spider-Man and Captain Marvel fighting against Rhino. Rhino. Um, I know there's been a handful of expansions out so far that include Miss Marvel, Captain America, Thor, um, and then villain decks involving Green Goblin and the Wrecking Crew, I think. Oh, that's um, cool. And yeah, it it's it plays out very well. There's a lot of cards on the table, but it still is kind of a manageable thing that you could do on like a smaller table. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like it doesn't have a board, so it's not like you need a huge table for it. It's definitely um, reasonably coffee table sized. And effectively, you just roll through and there's a hero phase. So the players take their turn um, during play. They can do everything from playing a card. They can switch their hero from hero side to alter ego side, which gives them different abilities that they can do. Uh, they can attack. They can use cards um, and they can... Uh, is there anything else they can do? No, I guess that basically covers. And you can ask other players to do things as well. Yeah. Um, the each hero card, like I said, has a hero side and an alter ego side. Each of the hero and alter ego cards has a power that you can use. And basically, anytime you use a card, you exhaust it by turning it sideways. 
Um, and that means that you can't use that card again during your turn. Um, you put cards into play by paying their resource cost. They'll have a number up in the top left of the card. Um, and you basically just do that by expending other cards from your hand, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, very similar to like magic, for instance, with the various lands and tapping for mana and stuff. Uh, you know, this game does have a resource mechanic, but it's not very strict on the resource mechanic for actually getting cards into play. Um, it's only strict when it comes to like activating powers. But even then, most of the times that I saw like a resource symbol actually used, it was like you get more from this if you used one yep, of these resources. Absolutely. I didn't see as many where it was like you have to spend, you know, this resource in order to get. There were know, also a couple instances where it was like if you paid for this. By using this specific resource, you also get to draw an additional card or you get to take extra stuff away. Like it incentivizes mm -hmm. using a specific type of like energy source, but it doesn't require it. Yeah. And uh, the resources are broken down into four groups. There's a blue, a yellow and a red. Uh, the yellow, I believe, is like justice. Uh, the red is like it's like a fist. I don't Aggression. have a I don't have the book on me. So I'm like, pretty sure yellow was energy. Red was aggression. Blue, I don't remember. Blue, I think, was like mind or intellect or something. Was that the something. science one? Yeah. And then I don't remember what the green, green is was. wild. Oh, so okay. green, you can use on anything. I didn't um, have any of those to activate, in my to activate certain <laughs> powers. Um, I played as Spider-Man. T played as Captain Marvel. Like Nobody's I said, surprised. it... Uh, it went really well. Like it, it, it played out really well. It was challenging and it does require you to kind of do multiple things because as the game progresses, players will have their turn. Then it goes to the villain turn. The villain has not only their villain card out, but they also have what the overall story is, which is the scheme uh, with Rhino. The scheme was that he was breaking in to steal some sort of like technology. Um, it was called the break in. Uh, at the start of the villain turn, they will put a number of what's called threat tokens onto that scheme based off of how many players there are. Uh, so there were two players, so it was two threat tokens. Um, they then do, they go to each player in sequence and do a certain thing depending on which side of the hero card is up. So if your alter ego side is up, they're not going to attack you because they don't know who you are. Um... And what they do instead is they scheme or they, uh, yeah, they scheme. And effectively what that is, is that they are going to draw a card from the encounter deck. Um, and based off of these symbols in the bottom right corner, they add a certain amount of threat tokens onto the scheme card. Um, then they go, if you're, if your player is on the hero side, they will instead attack you and it's the same thing. Draw an encounter card. See if there's any of these boost symbols in the bottom right corner. If there is, then they add that to what their total attack is and they do damage to you. You can defend. You can have an ally defend. Um, but ultimately, damage is going to be dealt. Uh, the play then turns to the encounter side. Um, so each player draws an encounter card from the deck. And on this play, you actually read the text of the encounter cards. On the villain turn, you don't read the text. It's all just like additive to what their base numbers are. Uh, but in this turn, you actually read the text. 
uh, and various things happen, including boosts for the villain. Uh, each hero will have an obligation card in the deck um, that, you know, shakes up the game. There will also be like a chance that a nemesis will appear. Each character has a nemesis that's kind of set off to the side. You might um, get um, minions come out. Minions can come out and layers. they'll engage you and they can also, you know, increase the threat level and attack you. They can cause different benefits and boosts. There's also other schemes that can come into play um, and those can disrupt the flow of play. Like there's one that came in a couple times for us called crowd control. Um, and that one starts with like four tokens on it and you can't take the uh, threat tokens off of the main scheme until you take tokens off of that. And that's one thing. That's the thing I was forgetting on the hero phase. In addition to attacking the villain, which is taking the villain's health down to zero, is effectively how you win the game. Um, but what you have to also be aware of is that you will lose the game if the threat on the scheme, the main scheme, meets a certain number, which is usually a number multiplied by how many players there are. Um, and so one thing you can do on your hero turn is you can also do a thing called thwart which lets you take a certain amount of threat tokens yeah, off based off of your, yeah, player. based off of your hero. There's also abilities you can use that can do that. Um, and that's an important, so that's kind of the multi-level balance is you want to use your turn to deal damage to minions and the villain to keep the field regulated and the amount of damage you're going to take regulated. Uh, but you also want to be mindful of the threat and make sure that it, and we got close, we got within like one point, a couple times and you also um, want to keep in mind if you need to heal because yep. you can take your turn um or your action for your player um flipping not onto the hero side but onto the alter ego side yep. and you could spend that time to heal a certain amount based on what your card yep. says and you can only flip from hero to alter ego once per turn right um so that's kind of the basic rules rundown i know that was a longer rules rundown than um a lot of times that we do these uh but like i said it's a little bit more multi-leveled game a little bit more of a complex game so so admittedly i didn't know what i was gonna feel about this game going into it because i'll give you a little background a little background on tea um when i was a kid we didn't play a lot of board games in the house mm -hmm. i was an only child and it was me and my mom and my dad. And my mom was hyper competitive. And my dad was wrapped around my little finger. And I was also a very sensitive child among being an only child. So we would try to play a board game with just the three of us. And almost every single board game resulted in me not doing well because I was so young. And because there was only three of us. And because I didn't have like a sibling to help mitigate the torture. And my mom being hyper competitive and eventually it would result in me crying and us never playing the game again. So I actively remember this happening with Operation. We had to take it out of the house. <laughs> like literally my dad threw out the game because of like a situation in which I'm like screaming hysterically and my mom's like, stop being such a baby about it. And I'm like losing my mind. It was anyway, trauma. Um, but so for that reason, I didn't play a lot of board games growing up. And so I haven't really done a lot with board games. And even as an adult, while I've played many board games now, I'm very sensitive and easily 
dissuade from wanting to play said board games. Chris can yeah. testify to this. Yeah. If we are playing a game and I feel like it's too, not challenging, but punishing. I don't mind if a game is challenging, but if it's feeling like the game is actively fighting against me, I I am very quick to just wine and wa- wash my hands yeah. of that game. Like we played Pandemic twice and that we, game. To be fair, we played Pandemic more than twice and we won on occasion. Yes. But um, it was not enough. Yeah. It but was not enough for me want to play again. The problem with Pandemic is that I really have fun with Pandemic when you basically make the game more difficult than the game itself tells you to make it. So there's like a certain amount of surge cards that you have in Pandemic and you add those you add a certain amount into the deck based on how difficult you want the game to be. So like easy mode is like one, I think medium is like two and hard is three. I think there's like four in the box. So I always just add four in. You guys can't <laughs> see my face right now. It's been forever since I played it. So I don't know if those numbers but the are amount right. Of but... Side eye and shade. I am giving to yeah. this man right now is exemplary. And we've won with that difficulty spike, but it wasn't fun. But sometimes we lose miserably. And it's, Most of it's the time. aggressive. Yeah. It's and like another game that I really enjoy and want to keep playing, but also feels just brutally punishing is like Gloomhaven. Yeah. That game yeah. is hard. Like when I tough. play a game that isn't I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. Like I feel like I'm treading water or spinning my wheels or that the game is just like pooping all over me. I don't want to play it anymore. And card games, I'm always concerned feel that way because there's a lot of kind of like an rng type feel to it like Uh depending on how your deck lays out like there are some i know there are some magic decks where like if you play this deck if it doesn't land in exactly the right way that you need it to you physically can't win yeah like if you don't get all of your mana out first and then you do this and then blah 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 words words magic then (laughs) you can't beat the other person and Mm. i'm like why why would you want to play that I didn't have this problem with this game. This yeah. game did feel challenging. Like like Chris said, we got super close on threat level a couple times. Really close. But I always felt engaged. I always felt like, oh, I have a plan for this next round. I never felt that the cards were screwing, screwing me over or that, like, oh, this hand, as soon... I got I got screwed on this hand. Like I'm never gonna be able to get anything. Like I need to throw away all these cards. This is the whole. It never felt like that. It yep. never felt like anything was stacked against me. That I couldn't work with what I had. Yep. That I couldn't make a plan or or transition into a way to put us in a better position. It always felt like we were progressing and moving forward. Yeah. And that. That does wonders for someone like me who just has no patience for games. Yeah. It it doesn't feel like this game it doesn't feel possible to either like just be in a position where you have nothing you know what i mean like yeah. there's there's nothing i can do i'm screwed because you do also have an option at the end of the player phase to just discard everything and redraw up and there's not really much of a penalty for having to redraw like reshuffle your deck you like draw an encounter card and it's like whoopie doo you know what i mean so it yeah. like potentially complicates things but it's never like wow i just ruined the game because i went through my cards too fast um but there's also not really like i didn't see anything that was like ever put the villain in a position where it's just like 
because of what got drawn, it's over. Right. The closest it came was we in like two encounter phases in a row <laughs> drew this thing called like charge. And it's a rhino specific card that basically gives him a plus three attack. And then if you use an ally to defend, normally if you use an ally to defend, the ally takes the full amount of damage and effectively gets killed because most of the allies only have like three to five hit points. If that. Um, yeah, if that. And but this one, instead of it just taking the full brunt of the damage, any excess damage over that ally's hit points would get reflected onto you. So he had effectively a plus six. His base attack was already a three. So he was at base attack nine. My hit points as Spider-Man was a ten. <laughs> so if he attacked me at any point in time. I was probably going to die. It was going to be ugly. Um, so we were like, oh, shit. Like, that was the closest it came to being one of those things where just because of the cards that came poor up. Luck. And the only way to get rid of the charges was if he attacked an ally. I didn't have any allies on the field, so I had to basically stay in my alter ego form for a couple rounds. Because if I got attacked, I was screwed. T ended up getting... Spider-Woman! No, it was Hulk. You used Hulk, remember? Oh, did I use yeah, Hulk against she it? got she drew Hulk as an ally. I had them both out on the field. Which at one had time. yeah, you had a Tigra and Hulk out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. Hulk is can do a lot of damage. He can't thwart, but he can do a lot of damage. But every time you use him, you have to draw a card from your deck, and depending on what resource it is, one of four things happens. And it's it's unreliable. It's like a fifty fifty chance. The Hulk is unreliable. It's a fifty fifty chance that he'll you'll lose him like he'll just get discarded it's like a 25 percent chance that he does damage to players um so she decided to have because he had a five and this guy's base was a 10 have the hulk defend he took five of that damage i think we only drew like a one booster so it was like a 10 damage and she took five damage but then those two charges got discarded and i you know, think those were the only two charges in the deck, so we didn't have to worry about those anymore. Um, and so it, you know, even though it was kind of this pinpointed, like, crap, we've drawn really poorly for this guy, two encounter phases in a row really worked it out to be like a one shot kill kind of thing. Um, but, you know, because again, the game has a lot of options for you, we were able to work it out and like, make it work yeah. and it, it was nice like it it wasn't like a drastic exhaustion of all of our resources to get to like recover from this horrible draw and that can happen sometimes in these games like sentinels i love sentinels but there are times where you just draw and you're like crap i got nothing yeah, or the I villain <laughs> the villain just happens to draw like strongest minions like over and over and over again or you happen to get the strongest minion and then also the absolute worst freaking environmental card yeah, or you like, well, you finally get it. you get like the best card in your hand or in your deck in your hand and then the environment cards like discard all your cards yeah. and it's like oh cool <laughs> great thanks um, appreciate that <laughs> so yeah there's there's a lot of games that are like that where stuff can just stack and honestly, we saw a couple times we had like at one point we had like two side schemes out. So there were three schemes total. 
Um, and one of those schemes said that you had to get yeah, rid of it before you could take of anything them, off of the main scheme. Yeah, one of them was the crowd control Ooh. one. I had my nemesis out. Like this was all like in the in the final hour too. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. were this was all in like right toward, toward the, the end. end. The villain had already flipped to his second side, so we had already taken him out on the first side. And he only had like a little bit of health left. And then my nemesis came out and two schemes were out and it got dire, but we were able to mitigate recover. And one thing about this game that you need to remember when you're playing it is that communication is easily key. Um, And I think honestly, going back to Gloomhaven, that's why we don't do well in Gloomhaven. I was thinking about this actually the other day is we do not communicate what we're about to do in Gloomhaven. And we've done better on the times when we've started to be like, I'm going to do this my turn. What are you guys going to do? Um, Gloomhaven's still really hard. It is still really hard. But I'm just saying. It's it really ultimately hard. boils down to like, in this game, I think if you just tried to do your own thing. You would not be successful. You would not be successful. No, there's I think, no way. So T and I were playing and team. we would be like, what's your plan for this turn? And I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm going to do a bunch of thwarting. Yeah, thwarting. I'm going to get rid of a bunch of I've threat. got a bunch of cards ready to go that take out threat. You know, I'm going to flip and do my thwart. I've got two cards that add plus one to my thwart. So my thwart's now three. You know what I mean? So and I'm going to. And then I'd be like, oh, boom, if you're going to do a lot gonna of I'm going to get this scheme gone and I'm going to attack the main scheme. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do a lot of damage then. I'll put yep. this ally out and the three of us will just like wreck on some damage and that'll yep. be good. And And that's how we kept the balance going because we went at it as like a unit. And so we were able to be like, OK, well, we know that. Okay, both our healths are right, so we need to make sure that somebody's thwarting and somebody's damaging, and you have to keep that lined up. And, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to be able, I have to flip because I have to heal, but I can do some thwarting with this mm-hmm. person if I heal. So why don't you go ahead and do some damage? And you just, you work together with that. And I think that, yeah, you definitely, is key. you definitely need to communicate. Absolutely. I think that's, that's easily the most important thing is to be mindful of what the other person's plan is. Definitely. So, um, but yeah, I had an absolute ton of fun uh, with this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I it was, it was super duper fun. I really plan on playing it a bunch more. Um, I might look into getting some of the expansions because I think getting like Miss Marvel in and that would be Thor really cool. in would be really really. Cool. I really enjoyed it too. Again, I was mildly surprised. I wasn't expecting to really like it because I did have kind of this niddling feeling in the back of my mind, like this one's gonna be hard. This one's gonna be punishing, but it wasn't. It was really balanced and it was fun and it made you feel smart when you'd make like a really good play. Like you'd put some cards together and you'd line some stuff up and you're like, there, I just did 15 damage, and it's like, yeah, good job, and you just feel really like. You feel powerful. You feel like a hero. And that's that's an awesome, awesome way to feel when you're playing a game like this. So I really enjoyed it, too. It's it's an easier game of this variety. One of the like card games. Once you get it, it's very easy to follow and very easy to follow through with. So I highly recommend it. I definitely do, too. I think it's. If you're a Marvel fan or you're just looking for like a creative card game that's cooperative, um, I think Fantasy Flight has done a really, really good job uh, 
balancing this one and making it fun and challenging at the same time. Uh, kind of the general box stats for this, it's for one to four players, so you can play by yourself if you want. It's got rules and capability to do that. Um, one to four players is honestly a really good family number, too. Uh, you know, games that allow for five to six players are nice, but sometimes it's nice to just, you know, have four people playing a game together. Uh, runs runtime is about 45 to 90 minutes. Usually box runtime is kind of a hard estimate and games usually it'll be like oh 30 minute runtime and you'll play it for like two hours and be like what the f um i remember playing gloom once that's supposed to be a 30 minute game and we played it for four hours and finally just stopped playing because we were done <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> um i'd say the 45 45 to 90 sounds right i think that's about how long it took us it took us maybe like an hour probably yeah, like an hour like and 15 set up maybe. and not including setup not including tear down and not including rule manipulation yeah digging through the <laughs> rules at times um i'm trying to see if it gives me I'm trying to look and see if it gives me a uh rundown of what's in the box so i can tell a more apt description of i could go get the box you might be saying at home chris just go get the box I can go get the box. But I don't want to. Yeah. It's all the way in another room. <laughs> and I just don't. I just, I just don't, you guys. Effectively, it comes with heroes, villains, the starter set with the um, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, and Rhino. They're all kind of laid out in the appropriate way so that you can see how the deck is set up and the type of cards that go into the deck, which I thought was a really nice touch. It has it already in order structured for you, so you don't have to go shuffling or looking for stuff, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's... Okay. Oh. So, Spider-Man, Captain Marvel. Okay. She-Hulk. Okay. Iron Man. Black Panther. And I think that's it. Oh, okay. Nice. And then they each all have their own individual summer or uh, villains, nemeses. Um, I assume there's other villains in the core box. I assume it's not just Rhino. <laughs> yeah. But. But yeah, some cool stuff in here. So. It's a cool game, you guys. So definitely go and pick that one up. Um, I believe you can get it online, but you can also wait until all of this hubbub is over to go and pick it up from your local gaming shop. Support local. That's always one of our big values. Mm -hmm. um, we will have another episode for you next week. Um, I'm not entirely sure what it's going to be yet. We're going to try for Wednesday, but... And that's assuming, though, that something else in our house doesn't break. Yeah, God, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, we've had some, we've had toilets break. Like, not that the toilet wouldn't flush, but that the toilet wouldn't stop flushing. We've had floods in the house. We've had AC break. We've had fridge break. We've had washing machine break. We've had dishwasher break. We're going to be moving by the end of this year. Just throwing that out there. 
Um, <laughs> but so hopefully we'll have another episode for you on Wednesday. I'm not entirely sure what it's going to be, but it might be something like a um, graphic novelties, which we haven't done in a while. Or perhaps we'll do a um, key issues about this whole D- DC situation, if that progresses anymore. Um, but we'll keep you posted. We'll be posting on the social media, which you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Cover B Podcast. If mm-hmm. you're interested in other episodes of Powered Gaming or any of those other types of episodes that I mentioned, our bonus extras, or if you're looking for something to read and you know, you're bored during stay at home. You can check out some of our past episodes of the standard podcast on our website, coverbepodcast.com. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it. Any, any final words, Chris? No, not at all. <laughs> I guess those were final words. Well, that's very succinct of you. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. And we will see you next week on the next episode of cover B. Bye guys. Bye.